don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. We've often heard stories involving land that Native Americans considered to be off-limits. Native Americans believe strongly that some places were never meant to be inhabited by humans. To trespass in these areas, whether they are considered sacred or evil, is inviting disaster. Not everyone holds these same beliefs. A.J. Kalanick was one of these people. He would soon change his mind after learning that there just may be something to this Native American belief after doing what should have been a routine job in 1987. In this episode, you will learn about the strange events at Big Sky Ski Resort. In the summer of 1987, the recording studio employing AJ at the time had been contracted by a law firm. Some condominiums at the Big Sky Ski Resort, north of West Yellowstone, had been condemned after several years of being occupied. AJ's job was to go inside the buildings to record the strange sounds that had been reported there. The builders had all kinds of problems from the very beginning, and the condos were substandard in a variety of ways. Because of faulty construction, there was so much pressure on the buildings that regular expansion and contraction from temperature changes caused them to make loud, twisting sounds, so much so that anyone could tell they were unsafe. Most of these weird noises were loudest during sunrise and sunset. In addition, there were electrical problems, the roofs leaked constantly, and the floors themselves were starting to give away, and the studs in the wall had so much weight on them that if you flicked one with your finger, it would sing like a guitar string. Before the recordings could begin, AJ had to make a trial inspection of the buildings to determine where to place the tape machines. Since he got there before the caretaker and the security officer who were to meet him, he spent some time walking around the parking lot and looking at the condemned structures. There were two sets of buildings, each 150 to 200 yards long. The windows at a lower level were boarded up, and the one-time resort condos looked anything but inviting. It seemed odd standing in the empty parking lot and seeing these buildings in the middle of a mountain. He remembered thinking at the time that they seemed unnatural and out of place. He didn't have long to contemplate the strange buildings, however, for suddenly he heard a man's voice speaking right behind him. "'What are you doing here?' the voice asked. Startled, A.J. whirled around and found himself face to face with a Native American. He wondered where in the world this guy had come from. He asked again why he was there, so A.J. explained that he was waiting for the caretaker to let him inside the building. The Native American said, you're not supposed to be here. So he explained that he had an appointment with someone and a job to do. The mysterious man just kept looking at him. Then finally he spoke again. This is bad medicine go away from here. That's when AJ explained to the man exactly what he was going to do. He was going to record the sounds inside the condos so that those who had brought the lawsuit 
could go ahead and have the buildings torn down. After listening to these comments, the Native American then explained why he was so upset. It was the fact that these condos had been constructed right next to Lone Mountain, a pyramid-shaped formation that was sacred to his people. After explaining this, he handed AJ a small leather pouch filled with spruce needles and cedar bark. He told him to keep this with him at all times. It would protect him. AJ had dealt with other Native Americans in the past and had always respected their ways. So, he told the gentleman that he would keep the pouch and put it inside his pocket. And then the man just walked away. Shortly afterward, the caretaker and the security guard showed up to escort AJ into the building. The guard was opening the door when he suddenly admitted that he hated having to go inside. AJ asked him why, and he was told that every time that he was in there, the furniture seemed to have been moved around. And that seemed strange to him because no one was supposed to have been in there. The three men began walking through the building to find the best places to set up the recording machinery. AJ was immediately impressed by the eerie atmosphere inside. All the doors had been left open, so you could walk in and out of every unit in the building. He said it was very weird going through all those places where people had been. Some of the tenants had moved and taken their belongings, of course, but others looked as if people had suddenly just gotten up and abandoned everything. They even found magazines still on coffee tables and clothes still hanging in closets. They eventually found the best places to set up the tape recorder, they locked up, and they got out of there. The plan was to record from 7 at night until 7 in the morning, and then go into the condos to flip the tapes or change them out every 45 minutes. Everything was okay until about 7 p.m. That's when AJ got the creeps just thinking about walking alone through those buildings late at night. That's when he decided to call a friend to come up and keep him company. When AJ and his friend finally entered the condos with only the light of a flashlight to guide them, they both experienced a strange sensation. It was as if that they were being wrapped in a black blanket with something fluttering in front of their faces. As they stood inside, they heard all of the noises that they had been told about. All buildings make shifting sounds, but these were like none that they had ever heard before. They heard creaks and pops and snaps so loud that sometimes they actually startled them, even interrupting their conversations. There was also a horrible groaning, as if something were twisting and bending. But peculiar noises weren't solely responsible for the gloomy mood of the neglected condos. Even though there had been no rain for weeks, water cascaded down the inside walls and the steps on the stairwell were soaked through and covered with mold. During one of their brave climbs to the second floor to attend to the recorders there, the two friends made a discovery that has mystified them ever since. As AJ mentioned before, the noises that the buildings made were very, very loud. But when they played the tape back that had just been recorded, all they could hear were the sounds that they had made. The only things audible were the sounds of the door shutting as he left the building or voices as they walked through the rooms, and their footsteps as they approached the tape recorder. Even as they stood there, listening to the recording, 
They heard the loud sounds of the building creaking and groaning, but those noises never showed up anywhere on the tapes. The mood became even eerier at three in the morning when the two men went in to change the tapes again. That's when they were certain that the furniture had been moved. The first time that A.J. had went to inspect the buildings, he noticed a couch about 50 feet from the door of the parking garage. Later, he noticed that the same couch was sitting right next to the door. And then, an hour and a half after that, the couch had turned around so that it was facing in the opposite direction. Other things had been tampered with upstairs as well. Earlier, when he had walked into some rooms close to where he was recording, he noticed that all the cupboard doors were closed and some chairs were sitting around on the floor. When he looked again at 3 o'clock, all the cupboard doors were open and the chairs were stacked on top of each other. Even as his eyes were seeing these things, he was trying to discount them, tell himself that he had been mistaken. Things just started getting really spooky at that point. Once they were standing around outside, he told his friend, I really don't want to go back in there. And as he said that, he shone his flashlight across the face of one of the buildings and they both suddenly froze. There, looking at them from the window on the upper floor, was a figure. It looked like a man wearing a white shirt and some type of a red-colored thing on his head, but what it was, they couldn't really make out. They stared at it for approximately 15 seconds. They thought at first that it might have been a transient, but whoever or whatever it was, they didn't dare risk going back into the building to find out. They contacted the sheriff's department immediately and they came up with a couple of squad cars. They conducted a sweep of the entire building, but they found nobody inside. The strange thing was that there was no way for anyone to get in or out of the building other than through the door that they had used. There was just no other access and they would have known if anyone had come or gone through that way. As soon as the last recordings were completed at 7 that morning, AJ and his friend left the spooky buildings. They turned the tapes over to the law firm, but they doubted that they were ever much good to anybody. The strange noises that were so loud when they were inside the building just weren't on the tapes. AJ said that it will never make sense to him since the loud noises were every bit as loud as their voices, which picked up fine. But this story doesn't end there. The same day that AJ returned from making the recordings, he ran into a friend who asked him where he had been. After explaining to her that he was at the Big Sky Ski Resort, she said, There's something following you around. I've got a weird feeling about it. AJ then told her about the Native American man who had given him the leather pouch of spruce needles and cedar bark, and she said, Go home and burn the cedar and waft the smoke around to protect yourself against whatever it is that's following you. AJ did so, and since the strange experience at the condemned buildings of Big Sky, he has thought many times about the mysterious Native American who brought him the leather pouch for protection. Perhaps the most significant thing about the encounter is that it fits into a pattern. For on two other occasions, AJ has also been approached by unknown Native Americans who have helped him in some way. Once, when he was working and teaching at Montana State in Bozeman, he was walking across campus when a voice behind him said, Excuse me, sir. 
AJ turned around and a Native American man told him, You need this. Give a portion of it to your lady. He handed him a sprig of spruce and walked away before he had a chance to question him. The strange thing was that at that time, he was indeed involved in a troubled love relationship. The other time occurred when he was in graduate school and was having trouble with his eyesight. He had begun having double vision. Therefore, he had to squint even with his glasses on to see clearly. The problem kept getting worse until finally he was seeing about seven shadowy images. He went to the doctor, but they couldn't find anything wrong. Going to graduate school became almost impossible since he couldn't see well enough to read and he had to absorb just what he was able to hear from class. One day he was walking across campus when a Native American woman, who he had never seen before, suddenly walked up to him. Out of the blue, she said, you're having problems with your eyesight. He asked how she knew this, but she said, never mind. You're going through a difficult transition in your life and a lot of things are changing. As you complete this change, your sight will come back. He asked her again how she knew this, and she said, just don't worry. This change is very near. You're almost complete with this cycle. Then she walked off and within two weeks, AJ's vision did come completely back. The condos were torn down shortly after AJ's experiences. But what about his three encounters with Native Americans? There are those who believe that we all have our spirit guides in the world, and when we consider A.J. Kalanick's experiences, we can't help but to wonder if this just may be true. Daddy and the whole family 